There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. I'm back another week with my guy Jacob Padilla. This is Nebraska Preps post game. JP, how are you, buddy? Good, pretty good weekend. Um, I know went well for uh, for your team as well, though you're home uh, having to follow along on the stream. I'm sure that was difficult for you. Yeah, so uh, I think we've agreed that Baller TV is not very good <laughs> at what they do, but for the championships, um, three SSB circuit took the feed. So. You know, the cool thing is I got to watch a lot of different teams, right? I had a lot of views left um, with the package. (laughs) And so, you know, I'm just I'm just watching uh, a a lot of good basketball um, with the 15s, 16s and and 17s who kind of surprised me early getting off to a to a, a, a decent start. But they just don't have the depth and and the numbers, right? I mean, they're basically playing with seven, and it just gets hard for those 17s. Yeah, let's start off with uh, those 16s, though, because uh, they showed they are officially too good for the Adidas Gold Gauntlet. Yeah, they ran through that gauntlet pretty good, and and we were at the their one loss that we saw uh, in Kansas City against Howard Pulley, and I think we both agree. I don't want to put words in your mouth. They, had, for all intents and purposes, should have won that game. Yeah, they... <laughs> Uh, that Pulley, second half, do you remember that? Pulley hit some tough threes down the stretch, and well, the game winner ETG just went ice cold. Yeah, like they could not hit a three in the second half, and they got some good looks. And um, but I mean, that's a good Howard Pulley team. They they had the lead for much of that game, and just kind of uh, let them hit some shots down the stretch. Yeah, the the, the, the game, the tough three at the yeah. end was from twenty eight. Yeah, yeah free tag got it, and yeah. you're thinking. Wow, you got to tip your cap. He had the little step Hold back and in, in, yeah. in, in case in. I looking at you and you're looking at me and your brother's probably like, oh, you know, you got to probably make some <laughs> shots in the second half. Yeah. That was their last loss. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So um, since then, they have been fantastic. They were way good. Got off to a little bit of a slow start uh, in in South Carolina. But I think the difference for them versus other teams is they guard uh, their ability to defend and get stops and turn you over is is uncanny no that firsthand unfortunately <laughs> right um, you're you're mo- you're yeah. just humming right along you're taking good care of the ball and then when the turnovers hit they make you pay well and whether it's the threes or just the athleticism they're so tough to stop in the open court so if they do get a numbers advantage it's a bucket every time yeah um and again, they, they'll run for threes. They'll run for layups. Depends on kind of where the how the floor is situated. But yeah, it's it's a re- it's a really well balanced team. You got a lot of different guys that could um, step up points wise, defense wise. Um, again, like there there are times where Jaden Jackson is by far the best player out there offensively, and then there are other times where he, he's barely scoring, and you got 
Kayla Benning leading the way. You've got Alex Wilcox and now coming off the bench, giving them another start. Like you've got so many different guys that, that could hurt you. Yeah. Wilcoxon may be my favorite non-Benning on, <laughs> on that team. Now that CJ Mitchell isn't playing, you know, I, I, uh, he, just his ability to fit in and do a lot of the dirty work. He's tough. He's extremely hard nosed. I think he's now accustomed. It sounds funny, but you'll get it. He, sh- he make open shots. <laughs> I think he's used to getting tougher shots. The, yeah. de- the degree of difficulty. Sometimes I think he's a little more open than he thinks. Uh, and that was the, one of the more impressive parts of what he did for that Adidas gold team Made was t- yeah. uh, at a certain point, teams realized like, all right, we got to guard this kid. And he's still pulling from four feet behind the line, yeah. quick trigger against a closeout. And he's still getting off eight, 10 threes a game and hitting them at 40, 50%. My favorite thing this weekend is he gives you, um, I don't, you know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna blow by you. He's not gonna be extra fancy with, with his handle but he doesn't turn the ball over. So he gives you, he can relieve some pressure because, you know, Caleb handles the ball so much for them offensively. And he's a two-way guy, right? So he's not getting arrested. You're gonna, point, you're yeah. Gonna, yeah. You're going to get out and, and uh, he is fit in nicely. I thought there were times Aiden Zickman shot the ball really well. Jaden Jackson um, shows you flashes. I See the thing, and we've talked about this with Jaden is, he has the ability to be an elite level defender. Uh, he he just has to want to. He's got the good long arms. He's very instinctive. He has amazing hands. Yeah, yeah. I I joke with his dad, you know, and you know if he was tough, he'd be playing football. He <laughs> he can high point a ball. He can go get it. It's what makes him a good offensive rebounder. That's the thing that like impressed me the most. Like last summer, watching him at the fifteen U level, because I I'd known about him. I knew shooter, obviously. That's kind of the reputation coming in. I didn't realize like. He uh, athletic and length. He got so many like steals and blocks and rebounds while I was watching. It's like, oh wow, he can. He's more than just a shooter. Yeah, very long arms, and he he anticipates really, really well. You know, in the championship against um, power, not powerhouse, uh, power circle. It was a physical, strong backcourt, and so they dealt they dealt ETG some fits in the first half with kind of how they got after them in terms of touching and clutching and and getting downhill uh etg didn't play particularly well in the first half i it was kind of late. i think monster had 12 at the half and and jade jackson had 11 at the half and their shooting kind of kept them in it but uh etg defensively found a way to get to get a ton of stops i felt like you mentioned caleb he had a he had a really good weekend uh, he was strong, controlling both ends of the floor. He was He's able to get downhill. You talked about, you know, he's all of a sudden gotten a lot more crafty around the 10 in terms of finishing instead of, you know, getting on the deck and, you know, lowering shoulders. He's he's kind of been in his bag a lot more in terms of he's he's kind of back to the, the younger version of how he used to play before he started to grow and got a football <laughs> body, right? So. Um, they, you're right though. They're, they're depth and they're doing all of this without one of their best players in CJ Mitchell. That's the most impressive part. Like anytime a team loses arguably their best player, like CJ is very much that guy depend again, they could be a different guy every game, but he's consistently one of the best players on the team. And one of the most important players with the role he plays and to lose a player of that caliber a couple weeks into the, the, the spring and still be able to do what they've done. 
um, speaks to just everybody that's left with Wilcox and stepping up and filling in um, the way it's come together and uh, adjusting quickly and just how good that team is. <laughs> not, not many teams can lose a player of that caliber and keep on rolling. And that's what they've done. Yeah. And to that point, I think, you know, I was talking about what those guys, Jaden and, and Neil had at the half. I think Neil finished with 13 or 14, he had one bucket in the second half and Jaden Jackson only had five in the second half because he finished with 16 and you're thinking, well, they're going to be in trouble, but, you know, they got 14 from, from Caleb. Um, they got, you know, seven from Wilcox and just the balance. Aiden Zickman had a couple key threes during the, the run. You talked about how they'll run and attack the rim on runouts or they can run and get to the three-point line. They're really, really good because they collapse you defensively, right? They make you <laughs> commit, and then they have so many good shooters. It's it's kind of it's it's a it is a handful to stop. Yeah, so they've swept through the Adidas Gold, did not lose a uh, single week, uh, hoisting the trophy at the end of the weekend here. So congrats to them. Um, you mentioned you got to see the 17s, 16s a little bit. You want to touch on or 17s and 15s? Yeah. Like. So the so with those guys and the fit, I think the 15s are interesting, and I'll start with them just because the young guys, athletically and in basketball wise, they're capable, right? They have to figure out, and it's a little late, right? You've you're second to last week in July, and you can you can speak to this a little bit. I think understanding their roles is the thing for those guys because they kind of have all the pieces. They've got good length, you know, with odd body and shoal, and and so they can give you some good size. They can go small where they play, you know, a merit like the four. I mean, that's 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 a tough matchup because he stretches you because he's such a good shooter. You know, Sam is doing his thing, and you know, and you got Reese and, and and BJ. They have a lot of, they have a lot of weapons. They've got to figure out how they need to to kind of mesh with each other. But that's that's a talented team to have gone five hundred. Yeah, and I, like you said, there a lot of pieces there. I think guys are still kind of, I mean, F15 they played, they played, they played, the and they played tough competition. Um, I, I felt like relative to their age group. Of the three teams, they probably played the toughest competition. Um, you know, the 17s kind of ran into a buzzsaw late, but you know that team kind of is who they are, right? With with Milliken and Maljall and shots are falling, they're gonna have a chance. They're gonna have not, a chance, and they're gonna struggle. Yeah, that's, and, that's and I thought and I thought Stuvi shot the ball well early, you know, because he gives them a little bit different dimension. Because if he's scoring, you know, you can pencil them in for 12 or 14. That allows you know Milliken and 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 Maljall to kind of do what they do you know um they don't have a lot of versatility in terms of how they're going to score the basketball though right i mean it's going to be making jump shots for the most part yeah if Farron and stuvie are going to get uh going to get looks if they go down then they'll have a chance if they don't then they're going to struggle to score it's it's that simple um yeah. because you, you're knocking down their shots they got to space it out then milken's got more room to work with inside um and thing about those guys they're going to take the shots. Yeah, uh, so Fer- Farron is falling or not. They're taking the shots. So Farron has got. I didn't realize kind of the volume of shots that he gets up for that team. Yeah. He's he probably has the first or second most field goal attempts. Oh, yeah. I would guess. Yep, for sure. And in all the games I've seen, like he he has a quick trigger, yeah. so he can get it off any time. <laughs> and I think he's really using this summer to work on that and to be able to hit the, the tough ones, the, the quick release, the contested ones, trying to develop that part of his game. That's something 
I saw a little bit with uh, Price Sanford last year. Um, yeah. I, I felt like he made the game uh, a little bit tougher than need to be at times. With yeah, some with the, the shot selection for the, I, I would agree. say, um, would Adidas team last summer. Um, seeing him play with Waukee Northwest over the Creighton team camp, though, like he was hitting all those shots that he was the, that he was taking last summer. Yeah, so. I watched him at the showcase a couple weeks ago at Staley High School in, in KC, and I thought Sanford was he was the best player on that team, and, and, and they were tough, and you're right. When he just lets the game come to him, I mean, he's he's pretty much a knockdown. So, you know, the they made the announcement la- yesterday or over the weekend that the 16s qualified for the three SSB championship. So they're back on the okay. circuit, right? So like, I, I knew that was the plan the whole time. You guys wanted to go out and, and earn your way up there. That hints the name ETG, right? Yeah, Everything the game. game. They knew, they knew that they kind of had to sit out um, on on the uh, the circuit, and they were going to try to play their way in through the invite, and they played their way in <laughs> through the invite. So we'll see in a couple weeks at Seal Beach uh, when they're on the three SSB gauntlet it it should be highly highly competitive we'll see right where they're at and speaking of the three ssb worth mentioning the etg midwest girls 16 U's went four and over the weekend they are tough they're you know uh that's brett prince's team obviously we wish a speedy recovery to kennedy williams um got a long rehab ahead of her but um uh girl's tough she's she's gonna fight through it she'll she'll be back uh, and that impacts three sports right i mean she's soccer softball and basketball and uh Kennedy, news, Kennedy does everything uh, with with the knee injury that she suffered. Sports can be cruel, but tendency, you know, you respect the game, and it 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 ultimately will will uh, respect you back. Yeah, and the, those girls did not face much competition over there. They just cleaned up shop over yeah, there. They shoot it. Yeah, and congrats to Britt Brit Prince for um, the opportunity to compete in the All American camp there. Um, I think everybody around here knows she's one of the best players in the country, and continuing to prove it. Yeah. No doubt about that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. So um, so that's what you were focused on this weekend. I was back here um, over in Council Bluffs watching Midwest Live. Kind of, uh, It's going to be our last local tournament here for the my OSA team and um, the, the OSA League teams in general. Um, 
And it was, it was a good tournament. It was tough competition um, at the 17 U the, the top pool that we were in um, brought down some good teams from Minnesota, uh, Minnesota rise, Minnesota comments. Um, both those teams were tough. Uh, comments went four and zero. rise went um, three and one, I believe. And then we went two and two and Supreme harms went two and two both. Um, well, you guys don't lose two on the weekend very often. No, that's yeah. That, 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 and we just didn't come out ready to play that, that first night. Uh, but then in seeing that Minnesota rise team play throughout the weekend, wasn't quite as I, I, uh, I was more impressed with them than I was disappointed after, uh, mm. coming out, as I was Friday night, we just couldn't find a way to score. Same thing in the, the Minnesota comments loss on Saturday afternoon, we scored 44 points and that's just not what we do. So we lost 48, 44, both those games, we were down double figures, got it down to one possession um, we had a chance to, to to shoot to tie or go for the lead, ended up going for a three and missing it, um, and then they hit free throws, lost by four. So, but we gave ourselves a chance in both those games, and then the last weekend of the game, uh, it's it was Supreme Harms against us, and they they beat us by ten back in the spring in the first Midwest Live, um, and so we were looking forward to that opportunity and. Um, got him back 172 61 and that's with missing four, 13 free throws mm-hmm. um it, it was a really physical game in the first half uh, anthony harms and i were looking at each other like talking like these guys <laughs> won't call anything and then in the second half like these get beat, beating each other up like it was getting really physical um heck i just gave guys off monday practice like we're, we're good we don't need to uh, get right back on the court but um second half they started to call it uh, a, a little bit more normal and ended up with 45 fouls called and again, it could have been another 15 easily in the well, first half. Uh, so it was a really physical that game. That doesn't but... seem to fit your guy's style. Well, uh, it's, I, I think both guys, again, Nebraska versus Nebraska, a lot of these guys know each other. I've got a Lincoln kid on my team. Got, the guys were going at each other. And that's really what it came down to. We, we were able to, um, despite the physicality, we were able to play our game and play at our pace. And we defended well. Wade Voss is tough. Um, oh, yeah. he, he had 14 on us, and um, basically anytime he got in position to score, he he, he did. Um, Was he giving you the full compliment? <laughs> a little bit. Not. We, we did a much better job of keeping him off his spots this game than last time. He had 25 on us the first time we played, held him to 14 this time. Kevin Brown did a great job of battling him for position and not giving up easy. We did some good switches um, against their flex action to, to deny that, which uh, they killed us on last weekend. So good adjustments by my guys. Um, and we had really balanced production. We had Max, uh, Nozzle and, and Luke Davis, my point guards, 11 apiece. uh, kind of, we did a good job of spreading the ball around and, and attacking, uh, some mismatches and getting to the rim. And then Evan Warner, uh, finished with 17, led us, uh, nine and nine from the free throw line. He was the one guy that was knocking him down, hit a couple of threes. Uh, Zach Grandin at eight, uh, hit a big three late dagger that kind of sealed it. Um, how, just how about, how about up and down Zach? the lineup. How about Grand Jeanette's offensive versatility? Well, he gets buckets. Our win on Saturday morning, uh, he scored 16 of our first 17 points. Uh, just hitting threes, getting to the rim, getting the free throw line. He finished with 25 in that game. Uh, he had a 25-point game the previous, the first week of July as well. Like, and he gets on a roll. And, and thing like scored 25 in both those games, took 13 in the fir- shots in the first game, 12 in the second. So, like, I mean, if – like if I had like seven, eight guys that kept him out there, like we could roll, he could easily uh, have top 30 points, but we didn't really need it. He, uh, um, we, we got enough depth and uh, we were in control of that game. So I didn't need to like force feed him some shots, but like he, 
Um, when he gets going, he's tough to stop. He can score at all three levels. So th- that was a really good win for my team. Um, and again, it was contributions up and down the lineup. Each time I put in, I, I go a lot of five and five out. And each time I put in the, the next group, they made a push and they made, they made some big plays that able were able to um, kind of help us get to that win. I, I thought your depth really helped you against uh, ETG, the six teams, right? You showed, because it's easy to get your backcourt worn down, but you have multiple guys that can handle the ball. Yeah. And I mean, you even sat a couple guys early for a while yeah. that, I mean, maybe you weren't happy with. I don't, I didn't get into all that. I just noticed oh, he's sitting next to JP for a while. Let's not be too happy because you're not afraid to sub liberally. And it was good to get Connor Hamilton back, um, who got out of <laughs> got out of his boot like the day before practice or the day of our practice last week, um, and showed no ill signs this weekend. He had eight points in that Supreme game, had some really good takes, uh, some important minutes there. Um, and he's a kid that came over from the Supreme organization last year, so I know that one meant a little something to him. So uh, overall, I mean. That's what we want. We wanted to be in good competitive games. Two and two is not the record that we wanted, but we got to experience late game, um, having to execute and, and battle back. So good weekend for us. Um, Supreme, like I said, they went two and two. Um, they, they beat OSA Adidas Gold, um, and they, they lost to that same Rise team that beat us. Um, and then they destroyed an All-Missouri attack team. 65-28, I think, was their mm. first game of the weekend. I did not see that team at all, so... But um, that was kind of the recap from the, the, the top division. Uh, pool B, I got to see Nebraska select Central. Um, and Clayton Moore is kind of the lead guy on that team from Mullen. Uh, he had a really good junior season. Uh, and he's an impressive player, just kind of all around. Can score, um, really good What's passer. his real size? He, he's a legit 6'3", um, 6'4". Six, six, like, okay. he's long. He, um, he rebounded well. He's out there running the point. Like, he's an intriguing – I know it's some D2 coaches over there that were kind of following along, along with some NAI coaches. Um, and so he, he played well, kind of stuffed the stat sheet. Um, Evan Humphrey from McCook can shoot the ball uh, for that team. And they had Braden Power, kind of an undersized forward playing up. He's a 2024 kid from Hastings. Um, uh, Coach Danielson is running the uh, – is, is coaching that team. Um, and, and then Supreme Thavena in that same pool, they went three and one with uh, Bangot Dak, Justin Bolas. Good to see Justin kind of back after how was Bangot injury. He he did some interesting things. Um, was, Wayne State had offered. He's been uh, they were kind of phoning around watching there. He had thirteen in the second game. First game wasn't as much. Uh, I think he only had seven, but just so long. And you just see the flashes there where um, like oh that's really interest interesting. Uh, can shoot the ball a little bit. Um, and Hayden Frank uh, from Malcolm is a guy that can get buckets for that team as well. Um, got to see Supreme Ahart as well. They went three and one. It's their third 17U team. Uh, saw Johnny Pules from Lincoln Lutheran score 28 points, uh, hit five threes um, in a game. So um, that's uh, it's a team that's they've got some small school guys that uh, have played big roles for for their team. So um, turn the page to the 16s in the top pool. OSA Travis. 4-0, um, wins the pool, goes undefeated on the weekend, and they open the weekend with maybe their best win of the season, at least that I've seen, uh, beat Supreme uh, 75-60. And Carson Jones, who had struggled last weekend, yeah. couldn't get the ball to go down, came out 20 points, 7-12 shooting, hit three threes, um, just hit some huge shots. They really needed uh, him to go off, and he did. And Cam Damone, 11 points, Colin Comstock, 11 points. Dylan Clawson, eight points, 12 boards, three blocks, three assists, two steals. Clawson's picking up where he left off. They've That was a really, really good team win. They had a lot of guys contribute in that one. And Supreme was a little shorthanded this weekend. Um, they went two and two 
Um, but uh, the, their first one, 66-63 win over Adidas Gold, who was also shorthanded this weekend. Um, but Dane Jacobson pull up three with 1.5 to go in a tie game. The only three they hit in the second half, the only three Dane attempted, um, they only made two threes the whole game, but he pulls up for that for the game winner. Um, so Jacobson had a pretty good weekend. Uh, Gunner Lime for that team from Bennington. He's a guy, he was on their second team last summer and um, kept getting better. He played off the benches here for Bennington. He'll start for them this season, have a chance to be one of their better players. And dude just is such a good athlete. He's so athletic around the basket, getting up. He's got good touch on that mid-range. Scored 23 against Travis. Um, he had uh, 13 against Adidas Gold. He had 20 points in their loss to Flight Rose uh, and then led him with 17 points. Uh, and there went over uh, Southwest Iowa Impact. Um, mentioned OSA Gold playing shorthanded. Uh, they had six guys, and Jaden uh, Cassio Jensen hurt his ankle, so really they had five and a half guys. Well, he's kind of had a hard time staying healthy yeah. at times. The ankle again. So Got to keep him out of a boot. They had a tough, but they, they battled back from that Supreme loss and beat that Flight Rose team that beat Supreme 86-80. And uh, Carter Mick had 30 points in that game. He had there 21 he against Supreme. Uh, Alec Wilkins had 25 in, in that flight Rose game. Like that was a really good win for them, especially shorthanded. Um, o- OSA Beck in the pool B, they went two and two, but uh, I got to watch a uh, game winning free throw from Jack Goodwin, Millard North uh, pump fake guy flew out, tried to get past him, ran into him. The official called it like he should have. And mm. J- Goodwin went up there and knocked down the free throw. Um, Lance Gifford from North Platte is probably the best player on that Beck team. He's got a chance uh, t- to be really good. Um, and then rounding out with the 15s, uh, OSA gold had a good weekend, went three and one Adidas gold there. And I watched them 83, 72 against Wichita Padres. They were down 27 to 11 and won 83, 72. Um, they oh, wow. really turned that thing around and Nixon Lagori from Auburn, dude, like, fam. he <laughs> 25 points, nine and 17 shooting four of eight from three. Why uh, wouldn't you have another good player at Auburn? Nine rebounds, four assists. And then Bernie Anderson, we talked about him too. Again, another big half. He had 23. So you got two guys going off for efficient uh, 20 plus points. Deacon Courtney from Ralston continuing good size there to, to be a post presence. Um, and, and then kind of the last game that I, I'll touch on here is the pool B in the 15U is OSA Beck beating uh, Supreme National 2. And Henry Houlihan from Omaha Scott went off for 26 points. Um, so that, that, those are some of the best performances of the weekend. Got to see a lot of teams, especially the Supreme teams that I don't normally get to see. Got to see some uh, Nebraska select. Um, and then I close out the weekend with a good win for my team. So overall, uh, pretty pretty fun weekend here in, uh, in the Metro to kind of close out the local tournaments in July. You staying local this week? Uh, we are off this week. Yep, and I am in Kansas City, and then we'll close out the last weekend in July. That's another week in Nebraska Preps post game. We try to get a lot in a little. That's my man, Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. Don't you miss us next week. A Huda Media Production.